Welcome to Voicing Startups, where I, Colin Bournes, interview founders and operators changing the world through audio, voice, and conversational technology. Today on Voicing Startups, I interview David, the founder of Voices.com. Voices.com is the industry-leading website that connects businesses with professional voice talent. People from all over the world working at radio and television stations, advertising agencies, and Fortune 500 companies rely upon the Voices.com marketplace to search for, audition, and hire voice talent with the help of their SurePay escrow service and award-winning website and mobile apps. In this episode of Voicing Startups, We talk product, importance of voice actors, their $18 million Series A round from last year, and much more. I hope you enjoy this episode of Voicing Startups. Hello, David. Welcome to the Voicing Startups podcast. Hey, Colin. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. Of course. Can we start with just a quick background of yourself? Yeah. So um, I grew up uh, actually always a fan of music and technology and uh, and art as well too so uh when it came to graduating from high school i tried to find a program that uh, that fused all these ideas together and i found an audio engineering program uh here in london ontario called the institute of audio recording technology it's there where i learned how to record edit produce and mix recordings um mostly music um some sound for film uh, but one of the threads that kind of came out of there was voiceover um, so when I graduated from that uh, particular school, I opened up a small studio of my own here in uh, downtown London, which is for context between Toronto and Detroit. It's pretty much smack in the middle. And uh, got my name in the local newspaper and uh, just announcing that uh, studio that was opening up to the business community. So my background is actually in audio engineering, and I've learned business along the way. Most people you know, don't necessarily are entrepreneurs uh, don't necessarily go to school for, uh, to get an MBA. They usually, uh, you know, learn through street sense and have uh, more of a, uh, a pattern of figuring things out along the way. And, and that's very much my story as well. Cool. Uh, could you also talk about what exactly Voices.com is and why you started it, started it and how it became an actual business? Yeah. So, you know, I ran that recording studio probably for about a year or so. Um, and very soon kind of at, at that initial launch, you know, I mentioned this newspaper article in the local paper, um, that actually attracted, uh, the eyes and ears, I suppose, of, uh, who's uh, Stephanie, who's now my wife. At the time she's a classically trained singer. She was going to uh, music school at the university and, uh, she came in to record her singing repertoire. And uh, we actually really hit it off uh, immediately. Not only did I record the singing repertoire, but I also, uh, you know, we had some other inquiries inbound from local businesses that wanted to hire a female voice. So I called Stephanie back down to the studio. I said, hey, do you think you can record this script? I'll be the engineer and you'll be the vocal talent. And so we'll split the money 50-50. So that's how it began that we started doing voiceovers, really just locally at first. Um, and with a modest degree of success, we realized, wow, rather than me running this recording studio and working with garage bands and doing demos, uh, that maybe a bigger and better opportunity was doing voiceover work. I really enjoyed working with Stephanie. Uh, and so we built a small website around that kind of 
Um, there we took out books and taught ourselves HTML and, and how to hack together our own site. And that actually led to other freelance voice talent uh, or voice actors, we use the terms interchangeably, uh, from all around North America that would say, hey, I found your site, I Googled it, um, can I be listed on there? So you have one female voice. What if you need somebody in French or who, uh, who speaks French or Spanish? Um, somebody who does maybe some different character voices or some different styles or genres of voiceover. And so we always said yes, uh, and that directory really evolved into us realizing, hey, we should, you know, pivot, if you will, or recreate this from just a standalone directory into what's now commonly referred to as a two-sided marketplace. Yep. So Colin, and that's what Voices.com is. It's an online marketplace where we're connecting the business client, mostly ad agencies, uh, creative directors uh, at those agencies or video producers, sometimes even you know, kind of corporate marketing directors as well too, with professional voice talent. And the common thread here is that you know, every project we find it kind of digital media or multimedia project is going to have one of four form factors, you know, audio, i.e. voice, uh, video, images, or text. And it's some kind of mix between those ingredients. And so we thought, well, there's a big enough market out there um, for voice only uh, as being the kind of de facto platform that you'd go to hire a voice talent. And so that's what we started and that's what we've been doing for uh, really the last decade is running this platform um, and, and growing it as best as we can. Very cool. I think it's uh, always interesting how you have, you might have a vision for something you want to start, but then the market and demand and all that different stuff can have its own opinion of where things may go. Um, so it's, it's, it's always cool to see stories like that. Um, for kind of digging deeper on the business itself, uh, what does the business model kind of look like and who are really your target customers, um, both from acquiring voice talent and then actual um, people you're serving on the other end of the market as well? For sure. Two-sided marketplaces, I've, I've learned over time, are some of the, one of the hardest business models to actually pull off. It's yeah. sometimes referred to as having a chicken and egg problem. You need, <laughs> enough, you need enough supply or service providers. And in this situation, those would be the voice talent. And um, I'd say who we're looking for on the voice talent um, would be uh, aspiring talent as well as those professional. And it really does range kind of that gamut. The attributes, though, that we are looking for um, of the talent that are most successful are having, we kind of refer to as the triple threat. You have to have a great voice, right? You know, a God-given gift of a, a beautiful, rich, resonant voice and, or, and, and the ability to bring a script to life, right? To be able to read it in that performance, if you will. So that's the artistic abilities. Then we need the technical skills. And just like you and I are recording remotely out of small recording studios, um, talent likewise need to have their own home studios. And we're not recording, you know, um, a 12-piece orchestra or a garage band. This is really one microphone in a quiet room, hopefully some type of soundproofed room, um, into a digital recording system. So whether that's Pro Tools, Adobe Audition, um, there's a whole variety of them out there. Um, Audacity is another popular one. It really, it's... Uh, those technical abilities are really what uh, the talent need. And the third one would be business skills. So how do you market yourself online? Um, can you communicate well with clients through a platform, voices.com? And so that's who we're looking for um, on the talent side. And while there's thousands of talent who have registered, um, we really separate, uh, you know, 
why we don't separate really it's the clients that are selecting those talent um, that they want to work with and they give them ratings and reviews so really the best kind of most active talent tend to rise to the top of the platform and be most sought after so that's who we're looking for on the talent side or the supply side of the market and then on the buy side, uh, which is the demand, right? These are the clients now who are looking to hire the talent. Um, they range from really small, medium-sized businesses that kind of a one-off or once-a-year project. It might be a phone system recording. Or maybe they're recording a, a podcast of their own. They just need an intro and an outro, but then they're going to do interviews for the rest of the show. Hmm. Um, so those are kind of small business-type use cases. But then it goes all the way up to corporate training videos, um, not for maybe, um, you know, not only just in English, but maybe in 10 different languages. And it might be, you know, 12 PowerPoint slide decks with 10, 100 slides each. I mean, it's hours and hours, potentially even hundreds of hours of content that needs to be recorded. Um, some of the biggest projects we've done included 47 different voice talent. And so, you know, it's not just a, it's not this one off. I think sometimes people think, oh, voiceovers, again, it's a radio and TV commercial or yeah. a little 60 second explainer video on, on Kickstarter for somebody launching a product. It's a really f fascinating business. Um, and the scope of work is, is quite varied as well, too. So that's who we're looking for on the buy side. Really, those who are in the, it's called in the creative services type business, whether they work at an ad agency or in a, or in a marketing department at a large organization, those are the people that we're trying to reach ultimately to bring them to the voices.com to hire one of the voice talent that we have available. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. And I kind of want to walk through the process that maybe a business goes through, um, in a second, but how long has voices.com uh, actually been around? And then how many customer or maybe not how many customers, but where, where do you kind of see the split? Do you see more customers coming from the ad agency world or do you see more coming from kind of directly at these um, different companies that might be interested and which, I don't know if you prefer one or the other, or do, do you kind of have to focus in on serving one group over the other? Is there, is there more important leaning one way or the other? Could you kind of just speak to that as well? Sure. So uh, to answer the first question, Colin, we've been around since 2005 was when we first incorporated. Um, I would say for the first you know, five years, we're just figuring it out. The basic yeah. technology, um, trying to get our messaging down. Um, we started as interactivevoices.com and we're able to acquire the domain name voices.com in 2007. So that was a, that was a pretty big win for us. A I think very that, nice domain name, very nice domain name. <laughs> yeah, it definitely. It signals that, you know, this is what we do. It's our specialty, um, which differentiates, I think voices from, you know, a generalist freelance marketplace like Upwork or Fiverr or freelancer.com that, um, those you can find anyone. And however, you know, if you want to have an experience built around listening and hiring a voice talent, voices is going to be um, the best option for you. So since 2005 would be kind of the initial uh, incorporation date. Um, and, you know, the, when, when we're kind of discussing around, well, you know, is there a split between, let's call them agency or corporate? Um, it's, it's pretty close to 50-50. Um, there's slightly more corporate clients. Um, and the reason, it's not that, uh, you know, I think what, the way we were trying to reach out to people, it's, it's slightly two different messages. Um, ad agencies want things, they're, they're uh, candidly more price sensitive because they're a reseller, if you mm -hmm. will. And yep. 
they have to uh, package that up into a larger creative uh, brief uh, that they're fulfilling or a campaign. Uh, and so slightly more price sensitive, but also very time sensitive. And so it might be a sequence of Instagram stories or social campaigns that have a very short shelf life. And so there isn't the ability to pay thousands of dollars per spot if it's going to air for 24 hours online. And so there's, um, I think the nature of the, there's that consideration, the nature of the work uh, is just different. It's more kind of advertising and campaign based with typically shorter shelf lives for the content and also um, just faster turnarounds that are needed. Whereas a large, uh, whereas a corporate client, it's more, it's less kind of on the broadcast, more on the, what we refer to as non-broadcast or sometimes people might be feeling, uh, some people might be familiar with the term industrial. It's kind of, um, they're very glamorous. Uh, they're kind of not seen by a huge audience by any stretch. It's just the, the needed communication method for cr uh, corporate training, phone systems, business presentations, um, or sometimes even baked into the product itself. So think of like kiosk or um, nowadays, and, and maybe this is a, a kind of a good lead in, um, voice applications. And so whether that's somebody building uh, a voice enabled device of some kind where there's some degree of interaction or at least um, one way communication from the device to the listener. So we're seeing that, in, and, and I just kind of, you know, categorize all those as industrial uses. So that I think the takeaway here is that the nature of the work is different. Um, in which case our messaging and our content that we create and how we communicate with those um, different constituencies very slightly in the end, they all want a great voice for the project and that's what we aim to deliver. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. And I think the, the value in being narrow, um, with specifically voice talent, as opposed to like the Upwork example that you explained is, is super valuable. Um, there can be a lot of almost distractions. I feel like if you're going on the site and when you know what you're looking for, um, you'd rather be in a place where there's a, a particular focus. Um, I think that really, if I may, I think it really comes through when you look at the profiles of the talent. Um, so a profile on voices.com is going to include the bio, which is all the biographical information, who they are, their educational background, their previous client list, actually what's in their home recording studio. That's uh, oh. sometimes very interesting to a particular producer. They want to know that they have um, solid recording equipment. But then in addition, you know, we're not showing visual images in terms of a portfolio. This is, we call them demos and they're call it 30 to 60 second audio clips. Think of them as highlight reels, right? So for a commercial demo, you might hear Hilton hotels, Pepsi, American airlines, and you know, uh, Disney vacations. And it's like, boom, 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 boom. And it's probably only 10 second clips of each. And that is the ear is so sensitive. You just want to hear little clips all on a similar genre so and commercials. And that's very different from, for instance, uh, let's say a phone system. If you're hiring for a phone system recording, that's what you want to hear. Actually just introduce a new category called voice assistants. So if you're creating a voice assistant or voice application, um, you want to hear people who are doing that type of work. And it's more instructive, it's very declarative, it, it, it needs to have, um, 
a certain, it's, it's a different style than, you know, stating the obvious here than a, than a monster truck rally or a, mm. a character for a theme park. And so that's, that's where I think the benefit of, uh, as you say, going deep on a particular vertical really benefits that end user or that buyers because they can easier uh, find who they're looking for. Yeah. And, and you spoke to how different voice technologies and really the proliferation of audio has been on the rise for the last few years and continues to um, just kind of rise up in importance and um, interest in people. Could you kind of speak to why voice actors are so important as these technologies continue to advance? So we think of, uh, you know, this is one of the probably hottest debates right now of human versus synthetic, right? Is what, you know, is our, our synthetic voices going to fundamentally replace the professional voice actor? And there's a couple, you know, thoughts on this. I mean, that, that would be, you know, akin to believing that animated um, pictures, you know, would be, you know, even going as far as a, a cartoon voice or sorry, a cartoon image is going to replace a live action um, actor. And so there's, you know, motion capture is, is another concept where you're capturing the motions of a human, but then it's still kind of computer generated. So there's this hybrid ground. So I think when you apply that to, um, but you still need people, right? People are going to be the most natural. They're going to convey the most emotion. Um, they're going to connect with an audience, all of those attributes, still apply and apply, I think, equally well with voice, where you can have a synthetic and there's a time and a place for it. Um, but in the end, how are these synthetic voices created? You need hundreds and hundreds of hours. Um, and some people say that you can get away with it with shorter um, samples, but you need, call it hours of content to actually create a synthetic voice. So I think there's a opportunity right then and there. But even still, as I say, there's a time and a place for it. And I kind of think of this on a, on a, spect a time continuum where if the content is short form in nature, let's call it navigational or highly transactional, then sure, um, a synthetic voice might make sense. And an example would be turn by turn directions on a GPS or um, maybe it's a stock ticker uh, symbols that are, uh, that are changing and quotes that are changing or news headlines the content has a short shelf life and it's sometimes even bi-directional, in which case, how could you possibly record all the, the variations, you know, have a person record all the variations of potential answers. And in the end, it's very, very short kind of interactions, call it five seconds or less. On the extreme other end of the spectrum would be, uh, on the time continuum would be, uh, let's call it entertainment type content where you want a really high quality. This is character driven. There's usually a storyline. And so these are both voice, but they're the decision between when do I work with a synthetic or when do I hire a voice actor um, is really more, you know, kind of fits this framework of, well, what's the quality I'm looking for? How much emotion is there? And is there a character or a story that's being told? Because people love to listen to people. And in fact, we're doing some research on this right now to validate this further and kind of quantify that people do indeed listen to a professional voice actor for multiple times 
um, longer than kind of how much they can tolerate a synthetic voice and under, under what conditions. So that's, that's how we think of it. In the meantime, there's tons of opportunity for voice actors, um, not only kind of creating content around, but focusing on what they do best, which is breathing life into a script, telling a story, relaying a brand message. Yeah, and, and you know, you spoke to some of the the shortcomings that come with a synthetic voice, and that's something that jumped into my mind. If you're creating a true, um, proper experience, or or whatever sort of um, thing that might include a voice actor, it could be tough if you had a synthetic voice to make variations to specific points to to kind of have different the different nuances that just come with language, emotion, feeling, all these different things, and if it's not right, that might be kind of hard to adjust. So I can definitely see, like you said, where there can be a place for it. Maybe even like in the the Instagram stories, like you mentioned earlier, there is a place um, where maybe the synthetic voice makes sense, but um, there's, I can clearly see the value that comes with a voice actor when you're truly investing and in, in putting in um, a lot of effort to creating a quality experience. And it'll be really interesting to see that uh, the findings that you guys have from that research, because it makes a lot of sense. Um, anybody that's putting something on their ears, you're going to want to hear something quality, right? Uh, you're not going to want to um, have a poor audio experience that that's never fun for anybody. Especially uh, as, especially as brands are, entering in voice as a channel for the first time. Um, earlier this year, we collaborated with voicebot.ai to uh, conduct some research on brand marketers readiness for voice. And the headline is 25% of brand marketers that we surveyed have a voice application or are building one right now. When they look forward to 2020, it's up to a third of all brand marketers. And so they're definitely thinking about this. Um, and what is fascinating, we find that a real missing piece here is that a lot of brand marketers lack the lexicon on how to describe who they're looking for or what their brand even sounds like. And, you know, they're, they're going from a world that's highly visual and it's spatial, in which case you have a, a shared language, size, shape, space, color, right? When it comes to voice, how are we describing it? You know, the, the number one tag or most repeated uh, keyword, if you will, that comes in these uh, project briefs through voices.com, these job postings, is professional. Well, that's the most subjective thing is that, well, you, of course we want a professional voice, but that's more an indication of the quality of the recording as opposed to a definable attribute of somebody's voice. And so we've broken that down through, um, of course, the language the gender, the age range, what age are you trying to reach? People like to hear from people who sound like them. Yeah. And, so, and then kind of going down further, the role, is this a sports announcer? Is this a newscaster? Is this a business executive? Is this a you know, coach? And then finally, the style. And is this funny? Is this sarcastic? Is this humorous? Um, no, it, it, these type of, uh, again, attributes of how you want somebody to sound. And so I think we've, uh, we've got some work to do on this one, which is just educating um, and creating a common language, but doing through, uh, so through education, um, brand marketers on how to think about voice and how to describe who you're looking for. So again, ultimately you end up with the voice for your project that is a good representative of your brand. 
Yeah. And like you said, there's just so many nuances when it comes to um, speaking and, and language and having context on, on who you're actually trying to reach is just so important. Um, like you, like you mentioned, having some teenager isn't necessarily going to want to be listening to their grandpa pitch them some toy. (laughs) I mean, there's there's some pretty obvious, uh, reasons why, why you need to actually focus attention on what your brand sounds like that, that, that's so important. Um, but to kind of go take a step back, um, I wanted to touch on what exactly the process, um, the business owner or the agency might go through when they are selecting a voice actor. Sure. So uh, most people come to Voices.com with a project already in mind. Um, whether you have one right now or maybe one you see on the horizon, the first step is to sign up for free. So you can sign up uh, and register with a name and an email um, and pick your password completely for free. Immediately, uh, you're going to be prompted to um, either invite team members by just inviting them by email, just like you would on Slack or Asana or you know, Google Apps. Um, so because we understand often listening is a very collaborative experience as well too. So you can invite members of your team. And then um, it really comes down to just kicking off a project. And so there's a post a job button at the top uh, corner of every page on the site. So you go ahead and post a job and you're really describing um, what your project is. Um, picking the category, uh, who it is that you're looking for. And so I mentioned the, um, you can type it out, but there's also some pick lists as well too around the language and the gender and the age range. Uh, and we, uh, and then finally, um, you can attach your script, but whether it's a sample of your script or the whole thing, the benefit there is because talent will actually read it out. They'll read out a portion, uh, which we call in the industry, of course, the audition. And uh, then finally, you're going to be setting a budget range. So the range might be $250 to $300. Uh, and then the deadline for when you want these auditions in by. So we take those, uh, you can post your job again for free. We take all of those inputs, if you will, and match that up against the uh, thousands of profiles of voice talent and invite only the most suitable talent. Now, it's a bit of a process of elimination. Obviously, if you're looking for somebody who speaks Spanish, we won't invite anybody who doesn't speak Spanish. We only invite those people who match your profile, uh, the the needs of your uh, job posting. And uh, those talent will actually uh, be invited. They'll reply um, by going into their home studio, recording that audition, which again is usually about 30 seconds or so, just enough for you to get a feel um, for what your script sounds like and how they're going to perform that. And when they reply, they not only upload their audition, but they also provide you with a quote of how much they're willing to do the work for. Now, if you recall at the beginning of that job posting form, you, you picked your budget range and it's, you know, usually a range of a few hundred dollars. Um, the talent are giving you a fit, a firm quote and they're saying, I'm going to do this for $400. So voices.com adds on a transaction fee. It's a 20% transaction fee. So the price that you would see through the, through the platform is an all-inclusive price. It's the talent uh, quote plus our platform fee. Um, so you might see a fixed price of 480 or 520. Um, and there's a higher button beside it. So if you go through and you listen to all those auditions, and you find the person that you want to work with, you can click higher. 
and uh, input your credit card information. And that we actually hold in an escrow account. So this is a neutral bank account that really serves as a deposit. So Voices serves as that trusted intermediary between the buyer and the seller. In this case, you as the client and that voice talent. The talent has peace of mind knowing that we're going to guarantee get paid for this work because really the funds are already being hacked on deposit. And the client knows, hey, if something goes wrong or sideways or the person's unavailable, they didn't send 500 bucks by PayPal. You know, maybe it's difficult to get that back. Yeah. We'd either just immediately refund the money or, um, you know, invite you to hire somebody else um, who, who is equally suitable for the project. So with the um, kind of payment in hand and the talent um, uh, having the kind of full and final script, they finish that recording in their studio and deliver the files back through voices.com. And so if they sound good to you, you just click approve and uh, we disperse the payment to the talent um, actually every week. So uh, it's a pretty quick turnaround time for the talent as well to get paid. So that's uh, ends off with a rating and review on both sides. So you can rate the talent out of five stars and then uh, jot in a little comment about what it was like to work with them. That helps them um, build out their profile uh, and uh, their reputation on voices.com and uh, also bubbles them up to the top of the most recently hired list. Uh, and so there's, uh, that's really the whole process. And, and as I said, the fees are kind of, you know, baked into that, um, into that hiring, the amount that you see is the amount that you pay through the platform and that covers both voices.com's uh, fee as well as the talent's, uh, talent's earnings. Yeah, it sounds both simple and secure, which in the eyes of a customer or, or even the actor um, is obviously encouraging. Um, but to kind of jump on to the next point and get towards wrapping some of uh, this interview up, um, I'd be interested because I know you guys have been at this um, for quite some time and are truly experts in the space. I'd be interested to see um, where you kind of see this product or this the whole voice um, voices.com offering going in the next few years um, ahead in kind of a perfect world. Yeah. So last year, um, we, uh, I think a significant milestone for us, you know, we bootstrapped the company and anchor it by, you know, borrowing and taking, uh, taking loans out here and there. Um, and last year we were able to raise our series a financing from Morgan Stanley. Um, and so it's their office out of San Francisco, Silicon Valley, and it was $18 million. And so pretty nice. significant. Um, yeah, thank you. So pretty significant capital raise, um, really, heads down on uh, retooling some parts of the product. Uh, and actually just this uh, last weekend was a very significant transition for us, uh, which is invisible to the human eye, but uh, the infrastructure is now there, yeah. which we just better set up to do team accounts. And so I kind of described this collaborative process. That's something that we're really seeing is, you know, we're not, you know, we're recognizing we're never going to be, you know, a Slack or Salesforce or, you know, Microsoft Teams. That's, that's not the purpose here, but there is a lot of situations where, for instance, an agency has multiple people who are working on different campaigns, but they all want to have it housed under one account. Um, so we've rebuilt this architecture, of, let's call it um, a company or an organization, and then individuals like uh, creative uh, producers who work at that with the access and visibility to all the projects and, and permission sets. So the, t you know, the, the, the big picture there is 
building out the product to be more collaborative, to be more um, team oriented is one of the big shifts that we're making, um, especially as we move further down this path to voice as a voice as a channel, as a computing mechanism, where uh, as, as an interface where you have developers and designers and marketers all collaborating on a project. Uh, and so we want to be supportive in that. So I think that's something that, uh, that a lot of people can look out for in the coming months. Cool. Um, and then to just a final question, what kind of gets you from a, from a higher level, what kind of gets you excited about just the overall voice industry over the next few years as well? Well, as you, as you said, Colin, we've been at this for a while. So I feel like the rest of the industry is kind of catching up to, <laughs> you know, catching up to us. We just, we just carved out um, this little slice of the world of bringing together um, people who are looking to hire a professional voice. And I would say in the last, you know, three, four, five years, there's just been a proliferation of applications of voice. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's, that's what's exciting. I don't know what's kind of coming up next. Um, you know, voice is arguably the most human element of digital media. It's what tells that story. And so I think that's something that's enduring. Uh, and so the, you know, the form factor itself, that's always fascinating. That's what kind of what, what gets me up in the morning is seeing how that's the industry evolves. But uh, I feel great about the space that we're in and, and uh, the prospects for not only our business, but the, uh, the community at large. Awesome. David, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, where are the best places that the listeners can follow yourself, the company, and, and kind of see what you guys are up to or maybe um, even work with you guys? Yep. So the best place to go would be voices.com. Um, and I would encourage you just to sign up for free. Um, as I said, whether you have a project now or some point in the future, might as well create the account and uh, at least have a starting point there. And if you want to just follow along kind of news or updates, um, you know, we host events and, and uh, other webinars um, on Twitter. It's just simply at voices and on Instagram at voices. So uh, pretty simple URLs and, uh, and handles to remember. Um, and hopefully we have the opportunity to serve you. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, David. All right. Thanks so much, Colin. This podcast is sponsored by Voice Punch VC. Voice Punch is a venture capital fund that is focused on voice-driven and voice-connected technology. So if you are a company or an entrepreneur that has a product that is in this sort of space, much like a lot of the different companies that I am interviewing, then you should reach out to the team by going to voicepunch.vc. 